Who's on the phone? Who we got? Harold Johnson. Yes, it's me. Let me double check. It's me. <laughs> no, wait a minute. It's me. <laughs> Who is I'm this? I'm disguised as Humpy Wheeler. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, is that Humpy? That's Humpy. Humpy Wheeler. <laughs> hey, Harold. How, How are you, you doing? Oh, the greatest promoter and friend of all time, yeah. my good friend, Humpy Wheeler. Humpy, how are you? Yep. Well, it's great to hear your voice again. Well, it's great to hear you. Tell, I want you to take over this show. Tell me some of the greatest moments you had with Earnhardt and Waltrip and that whole crowd. Tell, tell me one of the best stories that we don't know about Dale Earnhardt. Let me hear it. Well, let's see. It was uh, probably at the Columbia Speedway. South Carolina. And, uh, I was down there uh, to uh, uh, watch his father, Ralph, race. Okay. Or as we used to, as we used to say, Ralph. Okay. Hey, Ralph, Ralph, yeah. Like Richard Petty, Richard. Maurice <laughs> called him Richard. Okay, go ahead, Humpy. Yeah, and I, I was down there to watch uh, Ralph race, and uh, uh, this little kid, Dirty from the ankles up, kid <laughs> was down there, and he says, uh, Daddy, you want me to change that tar? Oh, gosh. And uh, Ralph said, ain't nothing wrong with that tar. Uh, and little dirty kid said, it got a hole in it. <laughs> and sure enough, it, did. it was going down <laughs> slow. Uh, and and that little kid was Dale Senior. <laughs> Humpy, Humpy, nobody knew nobody knew Dale Senior like you, and, uh, no. and because you were without question the premier promoter of all time. You remember in 1978, whenever you had Earnhardt come along? Okay, so you had Willie T. Ribs in the car, and so had, had who? Willie T. <laughs> Willie T. Ribs. Oh, Willie T. Yeah, okay. Willie T. Long way, yes. Willie. Yes. All right. So tell tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, well, Will, Willie had this car in uh, Ford, and uh, ex-Bud Moore Ford, and uh, so I wanted to kind of break the barrier, and yeah, since uh, since uh, Wendell had gotten hurt so bad at Talladega, Wendell Scott, oh, that's right. and uh, so I, I invited uh, Willie out for a test, and Willie came in, and, and he's driving Will Cronkite's car, and actually, he did pretty darn good on the track. Well, um uh, that was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we finished. And uh, I got a call about an hour and a half later from a friend of mine, Charlotte Police Department. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, oh, we man. have a friend of yours down here. And I said, you probably got a bunch of them, but go ahead. <laughs> and he said, some guy named Willie, and he said, he says T and ribs. Oh, I said, geez. you talking about Willie T. Ribs is in jail? <laughs> he sure is. Nah. And so nah. I went down there and got him out. And uh, I said, what the hell did you do? <laughs> well, uh, his version was completely different mm -hmm. between uh, 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 the police department's version. He was going the wrong way <laughs> down 4th Street. Of all places to go the wrong way, that's, that's right in front of the jail. Yeah, that's, that's an invitation. <laughs> that's an invitation. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they they uh, they never did catch him because he was in my car. Oh. I had loaned him my car to quote go downtown. I had no idea what he was going to do. 
So he went downtown, all right. Yeah. And uh, he thought I wanted to, you know, some publicity. And so he just goes hog wild and skidding and sliding all around down Tryon Street and 4th Street and 5th Street and all that. And they finally got him. And uh, so he came back, and I had to give him a little talk. I said, I don't know what you were thinking about. This is from California. I said, you, when you cross that Mississippi River going east, you needed to become somebody else <laughs> and not what you are. And he said, oh, I thought you'd like that. It's all kind of publicity. I said, yeah, you're going to be on the front page tomorrow, son. <laughs> and he was. So um, we had to finally dispatch him back to California. And uh, Earnhardt was sitting around twiddling his thumbs, bugging me to death, trying to get him a ride. Oh. So we put him in that car. And uh, that was his first serious race. And he did okay. He didn't hit anything. <laughs> well, he did. He hit everything but the women's room, but it didn't tear the car up <laughs> enough to <laughs> go down. But uh, if it hadn't been for Willie... Uh, Going back to California, Earnhardt wouldn't have gotten a ride as quick as he did. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, you got a million stories. Humpy, you should write a book. Did you write a book? I did. I did. Uh, nobody read it, but I wrote it. <laughs> should have, hey, somebody told me that I need to write a book. I said, I can't find enough pictures. <laughs> uh, what a day. Uh, what days. <laughs> uh, they were wonderful. Take care, my friend. Thank you. All Humpy. right, Harold. Sure, man. Take it easy. All right, we'll Take do care, it buddy. again. Talk to you later. He, yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. He, he was what that sport needed at that particular oh, time. At that speed. He made yeah. – that's such an inroad to, to racing and personalities that went along with that. Yeah. Oh, it was a perfect storm. It was. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play about four commercials because we kind of went over about 20 minutes. Thank you, Humpy. But that's okay. It was great to hear from Humpy. And we're going to come back and we're also going to just uh, get Will Cronkite on here. He's going to tell the rest of that story because there's another part to that story that's that fine. we didn't get from Humpy. But we'll just run through that right quick. All right, so we'll be right back to Racing Roots with Ham and Harold Johnson. Humpy used to box, too. Humpy could box you, fix your ears, or pin your ears back (laughs) if you gave him too much lip. Hey, Humpy's a Uh, tough guy. Hey, my grandfather was from Australia, and he used to box kangaroos. Oh, get out. Yeah, man. Is that that your dad or your grandfather you see on some of those commercials? Yeah. It was on my dad's side. Those kangaroos would knock the hell out of that. Oh, yeah, they're tough. They look like they got six-packs. Oh, I mean, and the way they bounce and jump. (laughs) Yeah. Did your grandfather ever knock one out? Oh, I don't know about that. I never did get to talk to him. The Roo knocked him out a couple times. I never got to meet him. Oh, okay. Because he was in Australia. Oh, okay. So he was I thought maybe you might have hooked up down there or something. Yeah, well, I I didn't get that chance. My dad was uh, made in Australia and then shipped over here in a container. My grandmother's Billy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> right after World War II, he was a baby boomer. Well, we had a lot yeah. of a lot of things happening after World War II for this great country. And what I was going to do is call Will Cronkite back and talk to him and let him tell the rest of that story right quick. Yeah, Willie, that was a big story. I mean, everybody went crazy, and Humpy was like, what, what, what'd you do, dude? What, what are you doing? Yeah. The, the arrows mean something, you know, when it says, don't come in here. Yeah. That's a, that's a, you can't drive in there like that, you that's know? Right. Hey, Will. Yes, sir. Hey there. That sounds a lot right, better. Will. Did you hear the story that Humpy told about? I sure I sure did, <laughs> and I remembered. So tell us more about the, the car and Willie <laughs> T and what happened. Well, what what I remembered, I wrote, I wrote a book, and in, and in this book I, I wrote about the first, the title of the chapter in that book is called My Introduction to Ironhead. Uh, and I, I recall the same thing that uh, Humpy uh, did. And he mm-hmm. called me in the afternoon, and he said, hey, he says, I got some bad news. He said, I sent that young man back to California, 
And he said, but don't, you know, obviously I'm nervous because I thought we had a deal going where I was going to be a Winston Cup car owner. And, Make big money and, and, and all that. Yeah. And enjoy the and enjoy the good life. And he said, "Don't don't worry about it." He says, "You're going to hear your name on TV tonight." But he said, "Don't get worried. We're going to work out something." Oh, and 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 how I this is how I remember the story. This is what I wrote in the book. Was it? I we always listened to you. You were the uh, Sports Illustrated called you the dean of Charlotte sportscasters. But we all know he is a big guy, and so everybody oh, around my part of the world listened to the big guy to hear their racing news. And, so when, when your show come on, you were just started to talk about that Humpy had sent uh, the young man back to California. Yeah. And I'm telling you, within 10 seconds, my phone rang, and it's Dale Sr. Oh, and he says, can I drive that car? You're still talking on the television. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, I said, I don't know. It's a Humpy deal. He says, can I call Humpy? He calls Humpy. A minute later, Humpy calls me, and you are still talking about this story on your television yeah, show yeah, there. Yeah. And, uh and he and we made the deal that evening over the phone and um senior told me he said i'm, I'm going to be down there this was a tuesday night and you remember wednesdays was the first day of qualifying yeah, right. at, at charlotte so we mm-hmm. had to get this done so he came down and fit the seat oh, in that car and uh he said boy he said don't it's a, he said, aren't you glad we both listened to the big guy? And I said, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah we, you know, everybody did, Harold. You were, you were, you were hot stuff there in the, well, in the newscaster for the sports people's. Yep. I know you did other things, but I only was involved in racing. But I tried not to miss a thing that you said. So anyway, Dale comes down, and we fit that seat. And, and in this seat of his truck, his old Ford truck, is this real scrawny little four-year-old kid stood there and watched us all night. How's he doing? And it turns out, you know who that was. It was Junior. I was Junior. And had to be. You know this, but there's a great deal. There's a great big list of things that Dale Senior will be remembered on this earth for that were not related to race. And he had about as big a heart as any gentleman oh, I, I ever run across. Listen, if Dale, if Dale, if, if Dale befriended you, and he didn't befriend a lot of people, but if he got you and trusted you in his inner circle, you had a friend for life no matter what. Because, again, he didn't put too many people in the circle. I was proud and honored to be in the circle. I, he gave me cowboy boots, anything I ever wanted. He'd call me and say, what do you need? you need something? I said, he gave me a pair of cowboy boots, and I said, Dale Earnhardt gave me some cowboy boots. They were size, <laughs> they were size 11. I wore a 12. I lost both my toenails wearing those damn cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. I remember everybody, including me, was hoping they could get Harold Johnson to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Will. You're, You're a good man, stuff, my friend. Thank you, Will. I love you, brother. You keep up the good work. Stay healthy. I'm going to do it, young man. You have a good evening, David. Thank- thanks for inviting me. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you. you, Will. Appreciate, Appreciate you, Will. Hello, folks. Bye, bye. I'm getting today. sentimental. I'm getting getting teared up a little bit thinking about. The days gone by, but boy, those of you that are reliving it just like Will was doing now, there's some fond, fond memories in all our minds, David. Yeah, absolutely Uh, is.